Welcome to the Raw and Wild Hearts, a place where the raw, the unfiltered, the wild hearts gather to celebrate triumphs and hardships, learn from each other, grow together, and break down a culture rooted in fear. We will talk, we will laugh, and we will lean on each other about everyday life experiences that we could all use a little support through, and then we'll bask in the wild, magical beings that we are. My philosophy is that by embracing the dark, we may just let in the light. I am your host, Lori Rising, healer, educator, writer, adventurer, retreat leader, birth defender, and animal enthusiast and activist, along with my wild heart sidekick kitty, Jesus the Brave. We'd like to invite you to get excited about the wild heart revolution. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. It's the third in my van life series, and it's called Van Life, The Unseen Experiences with Linnea Schmelzer. I'm so excited to share our conversation with y'all. She's a solo female van lifer and van builder. She's helping to pioneer the way on YouTube, sharing her videos in an environment that's typically male and couple dominated. We had such a ball talking about the intricacies of women van builders and lifers in various ways, the soul growth that comes along with the whole process, and finding joys in ways that we have to stretch in life. We also find out how this enormous transition has come at one of the most vulnerable times in her life. If you want to take a leap in your life to embrace the fear and transform it, Or if you just want to get giddy and excited about all the things, come along for our fun, authentic, and vulnerable exchange. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. My Wild Heart Revolution is one of embracing our shadow, authenticity, and divinity in this human experience while destroying cultural programming and sensationalism that may be dimming our light. And I'm super into having a ton of fun while we're doing it. I'd love it if you hit subscribe because as soon as I'm done with my van build and I get out on the road and in the land, I'll be able to get a weekly schedule with the episodes on this show. Also, your star rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts are super helpful to get the show out in people's ears and help it grow. If you're loving the content, I also have a Patreon membership where you can get bonus audio from these conversations. So come on over and check it out. Speaking of, I'd like to welcome our latest Wild Heart patron, Sarah Crystal. Thank you for joining the Wild Heart Revolution. The link is below in the show notes, but mad love to you all for your time and energy and for being here and listening. I love vibing with you. So let's chat real quick about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If you've been a longtime listener, you know that they've been a sponsor for a while on the show. But I want to start this chat off by being super real with some energy that's coming up here for me. I've noticed that BetterHelp is becoming affiliated with more and more podcasters, influencers, etc. What I want to say is that they are a wonderful platform for online therapy, but that it does not replace medical support. If you feel like you need more for your mental health, like being in person or getting a diagnosis, BetterHelp might not be the aligned option for you. But BetterHelp is an amazing platform for people that are in the vibration of online therapy with all the benefits that it does provide. So BetterHelp is a professional counseling network in the comfort of your own home. And you all know I'm a huge advocate for mental health support. It can unlock some of the deepest programming that we didn't even know was there. My own mental health sessions have taken me into the most beautiful spaces of my own potential. I've been engaged in mental health therapy on and off throughout my life, and at this point, the kind of support BetterHelp offers is unbelievably beneficial to me. They truly want you to have an easy and supportive experience, so if your therapist isn't a great match, they do help you find a better one. There are millions of people accessing BetterHelp as part of their mental health routine. And as a Wild Heart Warrior, you can get 10% off your first month when you go to www.betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P, dot com forward slash raw and wild hearts. The link is always below in the show notes as well if you need to come back and reference it. Okay, on to today's episode. Throughout her many experiences, traumas, and discoveries, Linnea always found herself barefoot in nature to heal, reconnect, and reground. Now she lives with the intent to participate in and learn from the natural world while living out of her self-converted van with her love, Akila. 
Linnea enjoys the balance of taking on challenges, learning new skills, and pushing herself while also spending time alone, reflecting, and sipping her coffee alongside the desert sunrise. Please welcome Linnea Schmelzer. Hello, Linnea. Thank you for joining the Wild Heart Revolution. <laughs> of course. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. This is going to be epic. But I do <laughs> like to start with a toast or a prayer to the Wild Heart Warriors in our light, especially our dark, and in all of our magic and glory. May we continue to elevate consciousness through honesty, humor, humility, gentle care, soul-wrenching growth, and ownership and to us, and to the unseen experiences that truly shape our lives. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Does that sound familiar to you? Because I just took it out of one of your posts. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we're going to get to that a little bit later. I, it was just, I read it last night and I was like, yes, that is the topic of the day. Let's do it. But let's talk a little bit about how I found you. This is so exciting. You are a solo female van lifer. You're also a female van life builder. Yes. <laughs> self-taught. Yes. Self-taught. Thank you, YouTube. Yeah. Thank you, YouTube, because that's actually how I found you. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to back up a second. I just started my build. I think I'm on day 14 of my build. That doesn't mean consecutively. <laughs> I've had to take a couple of days off in between and regroup. But when I started, I put out this big post on solo female van life in Facebook. And one person had mentioned you and said, I really like her videos. She's really fun to learn from. She's really thorough in her videos. So I checked out your channel and you're pretty much my guiding light. The way that you explain the videos, the way that you make them fun, like the energy of your videos is so incredible because I do watch a lot. I think it's mm -hmm. good to see perspectives because there's so many different ways to do van builds. And so mm -hmm. I kind of take them all in, but your videos are like my heart videos. I love watching them. I love learning from them. And it's just so authentic because you are taking us on this journey with you. You're sharing your mistakes. You're going back and you're saying, oh, I would have done it this way or I would have done it that way. And it's just a really beautiful, like YouTube documentary segmented, I guess. <laughs> so wow. tell us, tell us all about it. Like, tell us how you came to it, how you decided to do it on your own. We want to hear your story. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, of course I get, you know, messages. Thanks so much for your videos. You know, they're super helpful, but to sit here and like be eye to eye with you and you're telling me how great, like, I, I just, thank you. It really warms my heart. And I never knew it was going to get to this point. I never knew people would watch them, you know, but I guess that's where we can start. So I, yeah, I decided I want to do it all by myself and I have a pretty strong history of being stubborn and um, not necessarily wanting help. What's interesting with this is there have been people in my life that have a really huge issue with that, with like me not wanting help. And I think that, and maybe this is going into something else, but I think that as women, when we don't want help, it's a really easy thing for other people to point at and be like, that's an issue. You need to learn how to ask for help. And I disagree. I think absolutely we need to ask for help at times, but if we want to do something on our own, we can freaking do that on our own. We don't have to ask for help if we don't want to. So for me, I was like, no, screw that opinion. I want to do this on my own because I know how much pride I'm going to feel at the end. And this is my home. And if I can do it, why not pour all of me into this and then, you know, have that much more gratitude in the end and have that much more respect for my own space. So that's, kind of why I wanted to do it for all of that, you know, all of the challenge and the growth and, and the gratitude after the fact. And um, the YouTube videos, those I just, I was so mad when I was watching YouTube, when I was like planning my build. And I was like, every single person is a, a man, like a man doing these. I, I can't find a single just solo female building her own van. And I'd love to learn from a female, you know, I'm sure there are similarities. And two, <laughs> It was so frustrating to know nothing, absolutely nothing, and then find a video and it feels like they skipped 10 steps. Like, I, I, I can't understand what you're saying, you know, in step 12 right now, because I don't even know what happens in step four. And so I wanted to create something sequential for people to like learn along the way. Yeah. 
Yes, I absolutely agree with that since I am enmeshed in YouTube videos right now. And I mean, a lot of the videos are done by men and um, like I'll look in their show notes to see what they used and they'll just have a generic <laughs> synopsis of what they use in general for every single, they put it on every video. And I'm like, no, what did you use in this video? I'm, yeah. and this is what I decided in order to hopefully be successful in this van build because I was so overwhelmed. I started it a month late because I was just overwhelmed by the yeah. enormity of it. And I was like, okay, wait, just take one project at a time, like slow down, just be in this project and stop looking at the rest. Now, take that with a grain of salt because you do have to order things in the future and Perfect. you have to, you know, you have to be prepared for what's coming. But in your videos, you say specifically what you used in those videos, which I love. I mean, you don't have a huge summary, but you actually put that in and mm -hmm. you say exactly what you're doing and you do a great job of doing the, um, time lapse when it's needed, but then you'll slow down when, and I feel like I'm doing videos as well. And I feel like I don't always have do a great job of slowing down when I have to explain something. Sometimes I just time lapse the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. I want to work and I'm just leaving that <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <low. laughs> yep. And what's interesting is the reason I put that post on solo female van life, is I was saying, you know, our divine feminine is really coming online and that's for everyone. Like we yeah. are learning to receive and to follow our intuition and even to believe in our gifts more and more. Yeah. And so I got on there and I said, you know, women are really kicking ass. They're opening up to this huge role of teacher supporter, like all of the things that maybe we weren't really stepping into in such a full glory before. And yeah. I was like, I'm here because I want to learn from women. I want to relate to women. I want to resonate with them. I think that we multitask in a different way. So I agree with you. I wanted to learn from a woman and there's just something for me personally, I can't generalize for everyone, but for me personally, it really resonates and you're a lot funnier, like keep my attention, you know, yeah. and that's what I'm trying to do with people with this podcast, with any content that I'm right. putting out, even the hard stuff can be fun. So there's <laughs> two other things that I want to say about what you mentioned there. One, what's your sign? I'm a Libra. That's you look surprised. Am I surprised? Because you said yeah. how stubborn you are. Like Libras, yeah. they are stubborn, but they're really like go with the flow. And usually they want to create balance. And I was married to a Libra and he Whoa. could not say no to anyone else but me. Like he could say no to me all the time, but anyone else, he just wanted to really go with the flow. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Even if he didn't have the time or the energy or the space to do it, I would be put on the back burner. <laughs> so that surprise, but I, he was also very stubborn. So yes, I will agree. Yep. <laughs> okay. The other thing is I, it, I wanted to highlight this, you know, you said people responded in a certain way to you not wanting help. That's their trigger. That's nothing yep. about you. And this is our reflective work. When we have a response to someone and especially with what they're choosing for their life, that's our own trigger. That's stuff for us to like really take some time to reflect on and figure that out. So, okay, tell us more. How did you come into van life? What is it that made you think I want to go on the road and do this full time? What was that process for you? So that was quite a buildup for me. I learned about van life. I, I want to say it was like early college years. I don't know if you're familiar with Brianna Medea. I'm not. She she lives a big orange. Well, what would it be? It would, it's not a van. It's a car. A car. A big, it's not a, a big school. orange like the vehicle. Okay. Desert near Moab. Anyway, um, <laughs> I first found her early college years, and I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. And she, um, granted, if any, you know, if anybody has followed her, there have been a lot of things that has happened in the, these last few years that, um we're a little controversial with her. But anyway, when I first came across her, I was like, Oh, man, she's like, she's doing this in the way that, that I would want to do it pretty like, minimal. She's just outside all the time with her dogs. It's just it was just about her being outside with her husband and her dogs and being a desert dweller, you know, and I was like, this is awesome. Definitely kept tabs on that. And then I went to Utah. So I took an internship and I worked out in Utah as a wilderness field staff for a wilderness therapy company. 
and fell in love with the area and I fell in love with the people there. Um, everybody that kind of goes to those types of like seasonal outdoor jobs, you know, they're so adventurous and they're so well-traveled and they're, they're very wise, you know, and fun and, and open-minded and accepting. And I was like, these are my people. This is so cool. You know, and like half of them lived out of their vehicles. And so it was really fun to kind of poke around their vehicles and their vans or whatever, and, and learn how they lived on the, you know, on the off shifts. And so that had been like building my mind. And I knew about then when I did that internship, I was like, I definitely want to be on the road. Like I, I know that's just what I want. And I was really pulled to that. And so basically every little step that I took in my life, it, it needed to be like in that direction so that if I wanted to take the plunge, it was easy to do it. So for me, a big part of that was like financial stuff with, you know, and that's a lot of the, the hard um, decisions for a lot of people when doing this is how to make money on the road. So I decided to start my own business. And I think that was a really big turning point for me because I was able to finally make money on the road and like it was consistent. And that was a really hard, you know, time in my life to build that business. But eventually, you know, it got going and I was like, cool, taking the plunge. I'm just doing it. Like I waited this long and I'm in an okay position. I was not in a great position. (laughs) Like I was able to survive financially, but it was not a smart move by any means. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go do that. Found a, found a van and bought it. The rest is history. Nice. What's your van's name? Togo. Togo. Yeah, that's right. Great. So you started your business with the drive to make it remote. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I know you do um, training, personal training. Is that right? Yeah. Fitness and health coaching. Yep. Yeah. So that, I mean, what a smart move because that could be an in-person one-on-one business, but you pivoted and made it into a remote business in order to do van life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Congratulations. You, Thank you. Yeah. Did it take long to get off the ground to really get it to that point where you were like, all right, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm jumping. Um, uh, it took about a year. Oh, a little over a year. Yeah, you are determined. You're a determined Libra. I love it. (laughs) Um, I'm jonesing to know your rising and moon, but that's okay. (laughs) Maybe someday we'll figure that out. I'm not like super knowledgeable about that. How do I figure that out? Um, Yeah, you can just go to, I think it's one of the one sites you can go to, I think it's called astro.com and you put in your birth time, your birth date and your birth location, and it gives you your whole birth chart. It's your imprint. It's like your celestial imprint. The moment you were born, I'm obsessed with it. We talk a lot about it on this podcast. (laughs) It's like, it's like my religion. And this is where van life really comes in. Like we are nature when we're in nature, we're healing, we're growing, we are elevating, we're, we're doing so much in our lives just by being in nature. And that's something that I think kind of got learned out of us. And I think a lot of it probably came with technology. Technology brought us indoors a lot more. I feel like we're really good at imbalance. (laughs) right and so I know I'm a lot older than you and I'm really grateful for my childhood because I was outside all the time we'll talk to my parents about how are we still here the stuff we used to do at the river like they didn't even have tabs on us we would we made a zip line we went down after a winter we're on the zip line going down the branch breaks off hits somebody's head gives them a concussion like there's so (laughs) many our parents are nowhere around like it's crazy the things yeah. we used to do. Right. And so, um, I think, I think the pull to van life is kind of, uh, pushing away of technology, but also yeah. maybe an integration of it because we're using technology to sustain van life now, which yeah. has been really hard in the past. So maybe it's a blending, like this beautiful blending of the worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me this, your brother does van life or truck life as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then my other brother, so I have three older brothers. Um, so he lives in a truck and then my oldest brother lives on a sailboat during the summer and he might be full-time this year if he heads down to Louisiana. Um, so we, similar to you, we were outside all the time as kids. That's just what we, what we did. We had a big backyard and we were always barefoot. I never thought that that was weird because I was always barefoot, you know, with my brothers, but apparently to many other families, that was very strange that we were running barefoot all over our town. And we would go camping all the time. That's just what we did as a family. All of our time together was going to the boundary waters or 
you know, portaging or backpacking in the mountains, or we would just go up to a little piece of land that we had a small shack on and just be there together in nature. And so I think it's super ingrained in all of us to just, I mean, I think it's ingrained in all of us worldwide, but I would say specifically with my family, you know, that we've been so close to nature my entire life. So really it seems like any time that we can do that, we do. And Noah, the one that lives out of the truck, um, he, when did he build that out? It went like a year ago. Oh no, about a year and a half ago now that he built out his truck. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing because we get to travel together and experience things together. And it is like so fun. I wish all of my family lived out of their vehicles so we could just travel as a kid. <laughs> and you get to have your own space. Yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> awesome. Yep. So I wanted to ask you about this because I feel like I saw a little glimpse of this in one of your posts last night as I was taking a deep dive through your social media. Did your father pass recently? He did about two years ago. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That is such a hard transition and way to navigate the world without such a big, beautiful, bold energy in your life. Has the grieving process of that been part of what's fueled your movement toward van life? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I, yeah, he was, you know, relatively young, 60 five I think oh my and, gosh yeah mm. that's very young yeah and he got hit by a car oh. he's on set got oh. hit and yeah no oh so, yeah it's I usually don't talk about it but yeah so it's very real to me that I can really just die at any point you know it, it's like a it, it's one thing to say that like oh you could die tomorrow but getting that news that all of a sudden my dad was gone just literally like that changed my entire life my entire trajectory and I genuinely like every day I'm like well today you know today I could legitimately die like what do I want to do you know what do I what do I want to see what do I want to who do I want to connect with how do I want to show up so yeah absolutely it grief I think too really allows us to step into a place where you don't give a fuck yeah Yeah. Oh my gosh. My heart is so pouring out to you right now. I hope you feel that because (laughs) I know what sudden tragedy is. My daughter was stillborn and I remember I'll I'll never forget the day that I found out like your world changes just like that and you'll never be the same Mm -hmm. in ways you'll be brighter, bolder, bigger because of that extreme loss. And in ways, your heart will just always be a little bit broken. Yeah. And that's okay. Like we can have a little bit of a broken heart throughout this existence and still yeah. live a full, amazing life with our loved one in this realm. They're with us in a different form. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, <laughs> you know, since I saw it on your Instagram, I thought that I could, I could bring it up and to me, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Like going and exploring and opening up. That's what I feel like van life is. It's like opening up to the world, you know? And I think grief. Yeah. I think that that's probably one of the most beautiful places that you can process it, but also be in contact with your loved one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think about him all the time when I'm here and like going on adventures and going on hikes and hiking down through canyons. I really do feel like he is cheering me on and right next to me and and walking with me. And I think like also using it as a way of like, you know, he loved to adventure and travel and see cool things and experience culture and So if I can, like, the more I can do that, the more I'm, like, stepping into who he was as well, you know, and, like, living on in a way that he would be proud of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, sharing his legacy, you know, with the world, like, continuing his imprint in the world with yours. You've become one in a different way. Our relationships (laughs) never end. They transform and they change and they change (laughs) us no matter what. Oh, Ooh, I'm just going to, I want to take a moment and just kind of say hello to him and thank him 
for I'm kind of I'm teary too this is yeah. life is so precious yeah so beautiful and even I have it's been many years since my daughter passed and I have gained this wild appreciation for her strength and power in my life and having that connection to spirit world in a mm-hmm. way that I had never had before and um yeah I I feel like it just gets stronger and stronger as as you continue to move through life and that you th- this is so it's such a young grief to yeah. nothing you know what yeah. I mean? like grief there is no timeline for it, it and it moves but it's there and it's yeah and I imagine you and your brothers out on the road together is just this kind of powerful camaraderie mm-hmm. of like an accumulation of of the strength of your father and mm-hmm. does your mom ever come out to visit you oh my gosh yes I did a hike the other day down to the most amazing petroglyphs I've ever seen in my entire life and she called me up she's like I, I want to come out right now like I'm looking at flights. I want to do that hike. I want to see those vegetables. <laughs> she's all about, she's all about adventure too. She loves being in this area and the sun is really hard on her. She has lupus, cutaneous lupus. So, you know, she has to stay out of the sun, but in, in, in good weather, she'll come out this area or we'll, you know, go on adventures closer to home or whatever. And yeah, Aww. it's great when she's around. I That's love it. I wish yeah. she could live with Man. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cozy with you, her, and Aquila. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah. let's chat about Aquila real quick. What a beautiful girl you have. How old is she? This is she's a white German shepherd. Am I correct on that? Yeah, yeah. So she's five. She's five. Uh, I imagine she has been your absolute best friend through this entire process. Like in two oh, years, yeah. you have gone through lifetimes of movement and change and shifting so I imagine she is like your your steady girl yeah my life for sure revolves around her I can't even like put words to it she's my rock for sure she gets me through everything she's what makes me excited to do things with her and for her and it's really fun doing the builds kind of around her and thinking of how she wants she would want the build to be which sounds so corny but that's the truth (laughs) Oh, do you know what the biggest part of my build is? Oh, no. <laughs> For so long, I was like, how can I, t-? you know what a cat tree is, right? Yes. Because I have my blind and epileptic. She's my wild heart sidekick kitty here. Beezus the brave. You yeah. hear her on the intro. You hear her on the outro. As I'm putting the frame in right now. So I'm like, okay, this wall is going to have two carpeted shelves with a two by four in between. So she can still climb up to each shelf and then she can lay on the shelves. <laughs> you're just putting you into it it's so fun you Mm -hmm. made Akila a little den right yes she has her little den is there anything else special that you made for her that like makes life easier for her I know that now she's using your countertop as a lookout yeah yeah I didn't plan on that one but she loves that so much it's like her little perch so I have muddy dog prints all the time on my countertop now. Um, you know, I think one of the things that is actually really nice is my bed is really high. So she, granted, she's a German shepherd, but she's actually not that athletic. She's quite clumsy um, <laughs> up on my bed uh, without my help, which is really nice because when she, you know, just gets out of a river or she's covered in like red sand or whatever, um, I can like fix my bed quick before I help her up on it. That's been actually really nice. It's a little thing, but it's very helpful. And then she loves the swivel seat. That's like her thing. She loves to sit in the swivel seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is something I've, I'm right now trying to decide on because my dad's like, oh, you want a swivel seat. But then I see people that have pocket doors and they have a wall. So I'm like, do I want to do the wall with a pocket door or do I want to keep it open with a swivel seat? And you are so in love with your swivel seat that I'm like, it's, it's pushing me more towards doing the swivel seat. Yeah. Well, are you, are you planning on having visitors or guests in your van at all? (laughs) This is funny. Oh my God. As I was deciding on my bed, (laughs) you know, I was going between the inches because we're talking, there's a lot of talking involved and this is where I feel like you doing it by yourself. There's lots of benefits and pros to doing it by yourself because when we're both in the shop, I'm like, I don't get any work done. We just go around and around and we talk and talk yep. and talk. And I'm like, I just want to do the work. I want to get this done. 
but we're talking about the bed and he's like, well, I think you should get the full. I was like, well, dad, I don't plan on being single forever. And he was like, well, you're not going to be in this van for longer than a year. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. He, you know, he has a different idea of um, what I'm going to want. And so I'm like, I don't want to be single forever. That is, I know that that's the truth. I ended up doing the full bed. <laughs> I didn't do the queens. <laughs> what size is yours? It's a full. Oh, okay. And yeah. you and Akila are in there and it's great. Yeah. And I, so I do have a boyfriend as well. Oh, um, he was in here two nights this last week when we, we did a little hike. We met down really close to where I am now. And he also has a dog and we managed one of the nights with all four of us. Okay. Yeah. But he doesn't live in van life with you. He does not. No. Okay. Originally. So when I, a little bit before I started my build, he was like considering what he wanted to do next in his life. And I would say I'm at a very different point in my life than he is in a few different ways. It's something kind of we're working through. And, um, he had decided that he wanted to do something nomadic and I was like, cool. Then I'm doing van life. Like that's, that's what I'm going to do. And I did follow through and he didn't you know, I guess to put it bluntly. And so I'm living by myself in my van, like I wanted to. With all the energies that are happening now, living has become circular. So for so long, we were like living in a linear way where it was like, this is the path, no deviations. Yep. Yep. But now it's like, there are possibilities everywhere. And this is, I'm glad you brought this up because this is something that I think we should be talking about. Relationships don't have to be one way. They don't have to be, we're together all the time, or we're not in a relationship. Like we can have every possibility for relationships and some mm-hmm. relationships might thrive in, in a way that they're not together 24 hours, seven days a week. I agree. That's how I am as well. I really need my own solo space and my own solo experiences and adventures. I need that. I cannot be in a relationship without it. Right. That's soul growth. And I think the more we normalize this, even when we talk about it, the less we're like, yeah, we're, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like even the, yeah. the energy shifts when we're like, yeah, this is what we're doing because this is healthy for us. Like yep. we're figuring it out because this isn't maybe what we saw growing up. This isn't what we were told was the right way to relationship. But Mm -hmm. this is the way that we grow exponentially, individually and together, or Mm -hmm. the relationship transforms. Let's look at possibilities for everything and stop believing it has to be one way or the other. I just wanted to like, I'm like, yes, yes, for sure. Like, can everybody hear this, please? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have to be any certain way. Like we have, we can do whatever we can transform, however we can Yeah, absolutely. We define and create our lives. No more are we living our lives based on what we were told we were supposed to do. And this is our sovereignty that's really coming online and realizing, wait a second, I didn't choose that. And now I'm living this life of like a robot life that I didn't choose because I was told this is what was right. And this is what I was supposed to do. Uh -uh, uh Uh-uh, uh-uh. The more that you drop into your sovereignty and live the life that you create, the more you magnetize your soul's purpose and the happiness of your job, of your relationship or of your finances, of your energy, of your environment, right? Yes. Yeah. Love it. Thanks for talking about the uncomfortable with me to elevate it, you know, and to normalize all of it. Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, it's, I'm very open. (laughs) This is, you know, I'm very open about the relationship and and what, how things have shifted and where things are at. It is also kind of hard for me at times to talk about it because I can feel, you know, I really have to check myself because I can feel resentment in ways and I can feel that the unsurety, you know, in ways. And so I'm like, kind of got to tiptoe around it. But I know that it's an important thing to express because everybody's in different places with their relationships and not knowing what they necessarily want or what the options are for how their relationship can shift and change throughout time. Yes. Yes. And that's just information for you. That's your trigger coming up. Like, Oh, wait, this is something for me to explore with this van build with my dad. Ooh, am I exploring some relationship (laughs) triggers? But I had to take yesterday off because I was like, I need to reset this. Like, cause it keeps building. The tension keeps building. We keep butting heads no matter what I try to like say. So I was like, 
I was ready to quit. I was ready to be like, all right, maybe I'm going to go back to Oregon. Maybe I'm going to sell the van. Like this clearly isn't working. I was like, no, 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 wait, take some time, reflect. This is about you. This isn't about him. This is about what's coming up for you. So I did. And now I feel so renewed, so refreshed. And that's why I was like, this interview is perfect timing. If you're okay with it, I want to read this quote from your Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) I loved what you said. It said, I have found that the unseen experiences encourage more tears of happiness than ever before. So I urge you to do something scary to make the decision or to take the leap. Life is too short for others to tell you to stay comfortable and smart. I feel like that goes along with what we're talking about beautifully. And Mm -hmm. is that how you feel about your process of where you took the leap into this? It's not just a build. It's not just the life. It's all of it. You took a leap into the great unknown, but the known within your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that puts it perfectly. It is the great unknown. And it, it, it felt really known in my, like I, when I made the decision, there was so much chaos around me in many different ways. As far as like financially, it was dumb. Um, my friends were like, what the heck are you thinking? You know, my family was obviously like, yeah, we're not surprised, but, um, you know, a lot of friends and people around me, my partner, there's a lot of things that could have really deterred me from making that decision. So regardless of that chaos inside, I was like, Oh, Oh, like, yeah, this is good. This is where I'm supposed to be. You felt relief because of the resonance in your soul, even while you were kind of having to fend off everything Mm -hmm. in your environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting because this is a big topic that I actually want to cover in different ways. And I think van build stuff brings this up for people because they just can't understand. Like if it's not normal for them, it doesn't make sense. And then we have such a history of projecting our fears onto others. And this, I want to change. So imagine if all those people like checked themselves and their fears and was like, oh, this is my fear. This isn't about her and her life. So I'm just going to like shower her with love and support. Imagine how much quicker and easier the entire process would have been for you because we have to energetically deal with people's push towards us. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing that while we're trying to stay strong in our soul and our belief and our passion. And if they were just showering with us with support, it would be like, yep. we would levitate. We would, <laughs> we would create miracles. The van build would even go faster because that's why I didn't start for a month. I had somebody in my ear with every negative thought possible. And then I started believing like, oh my gosh, this is, how can I do this? I've never done this before. This is too huge. I'm overwhelmed. And then I just became incapacitated. Yep. Yeah. That's so interesting because it shows up in so many different ways. And I think in a way, I am fortunate that there are different facets to this as well. Unfortunately, we like give a lot of value to people that have a lot of followers on social media, you know, mm-hmm. in a way, the people that had like doubted me or thought that I was a little wacky for doing what I was doing started to kind of backpedal when I started gaining a following. And so in that way, it was nice for them to be like, oh, like you're so cool. You know, I'm so inspired all of a sudden by you which there that's, that's great. And also really backwards. But when you were bringing that up about what is not normal for people or something that they're not familiar with, and that can turn into like fear or judgment or whatever. If you can hear her ball in the background, she chomps on her ball. Let me know. And I'll take it away. (laughs) Uh, It made me think of all of the people reaching out to me, telling, telling you why I should not be traveling alone as a solo female. And there was bless her soul. There was, (laughs) there was a woman um, sent me a big, long paragraph about um that I should never stay in a remote area that I need to be in Walmart parking lots or paid campgrounds and that I need to get a gun and all these different things that I need to do because of all of her fears and it was really hard for me to read thinking man do women believe this do women believe that they can't be you know in in the middle of public land and and be safe for a night do they believe that you know if they build out a van that they're going to be kidnapped and taken away do they believe that if they live any other life than what their parents taught them 
or what their grandparents taught them or what their friends taught them or whatever it may be, that they're going to be so enveloped in fear that they won't survive. There are just, there are so many little things like that surrounding fear and judgment. It's just, it's crazy. Yes. And yes, I agree. Um, I am an international traveler. I travel by myself mm-hmm. internationally and I don't do it a very easy way because I've always done it pretty thrifty. So I'm riding the bus systems, you know, I'm staying in hostels. I'm doing everything on my own. Mm-hmm. Some of the biggest soul growth I've ever gone through in my life. And is it easy? No. Do I still choose it? Yes. Yeah. So the thing is we equate like happiness or you know joy or bliss with everything that's easy yeah sometimes that's to our detriment and so then if people start to see something that looks really hard they're like oh it's scary it's fearful it's dangerous it's all of these things and yeah we don't know what we don't know when we don't have an experience with something a lot of times we can fear it and That's interesting that you brought that up because I follow a few solo female, quite a few solo female van lifers and travelers, Mm -hmm. and they have to continually address this. Yeah. Our sensationalism in fear culture is so strong and Mm -hmm. it's all based on selling something. They're selling something for your fear. Yeah. I'm a surfer. People always are (laughs) like, aren't you scared of getting bit by a shark? So, yeah. So then you put it into your mind and you're thinking about it all the time. And the reason we're scared of getting bit by a shark is because it's sensationalized. Yeah. Most, almost all people survive shark attacks because sharks aren't trying to bite you. It's a mistake. And so they're not out to murder you, but we Mm -hmm. believe that that's what they are because that's what we're told through the sensationalism, which preys on our fear. It's such a gross cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. I just want out of it because just like you, you're sitting here and you are doing such a beautiful journey and you have to continually address this. But not only that, you have to continually fend yourself off from that energy coming in because Mm -hmm. we are very susceptible to what we hear, what we feel, what we smell, what we touch. So all of our senses are taking energy in constantly. And if that energy is bombarding us, it's really hard to hold a block up and hold a boundary up. And that can actually affect you and your life. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I was at my mom last night about this exact same thing. Like we were having this conversation because I do get emails and I do get DMS and I do get messages on YouTube talking about this one thing that this person heard happened to this one woman in back in 19, whatever, you know, and I was talking to my mom about how interesting it is spending so much time in the backcountry, not in the van before van life, you know, hiking out and just sleeping on the ground and, or being in a tent, you know, if it's somewhere in the Midwest or whatever, and never feeling scared. I was never scared. Like my friends and I did this all the time. And all of a sudden I'm in a van, which is like double locked. I have bear spray. I have an ax. I have knives, right? And I'm like, oh, what if that thing happens to me that somebody like emailed me the other day? And it's so stupid. It's so, it's infuriating, you know? And I wish that people could understand how it does affect other people and understand that every day we're taking risks. I think that's an important thing to remember. We're always taking risks. If I lived in the middle of a city in an apartment by myself, there would be risks with that. Maybe even more, (laughs) you know? And so- Yeah. It's just all about, I don't know, perspective, I think. Absolutely. I think this is such an important conversation. The more that we can actually send out love, like let's say, let's say I was scared for you. I'm not at all, (laughs) but let's say that I was, and I was one of those people that wanted to send you an email immediately and be like, but what if this happens to you without thinking of how this is going to affect you, your life, your energy, everything. What if I said, oh, wait a second, that's my fear because that's something that I saw and I'm scared of that. So I'm going to hold that in. But how about I just send some love to her? Like if I'm Mm -hmm. scared for her, how about I send her some light, some love, some healing, some warmth, because that literally emanates out into the world and changes the frequency around you. 
We can literally elevate people. We can help them heal. This has been through the test of time of prayer and faith and things like that. But however you want to see it, when you hold someone in love, even if you're scared for them, you actually increase the vibration around them in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to do a huge show on this because I'm very, very passionate about this. And the van build stuff brings it up. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just so proud of you. You, you kicked so much ass. There's a couple of things that I just want to talk about specifically with your van build and your skills. I know when I got that subfloor done, I was like, I did it. What is your biggest aha? Like what's your, what was your favorite discovery in doing the whole van build, either about the van build, about yourself, about anything? What was your best discovery? So my mind went to two places. First of all, the puck light wiring was my greatest, like, oh my God, I get it. But um, not necessarily discovery, you know? And as far as discovery, uh, my own pattern when dealing with things that I don't uh, understand. And that has been so cool because it kind of felt like throughout the build, this same pattern happened over and over and over and over again, like uh, every other day, maybe even every day during the, you know, the seven month period. And I think that it would have taken me an entire lifetime to really understand this pattern in myself, but because it was just like packed into this last year, I'm like, okay, I understand this about myself. And that pattern is, um, this like, uh, you know, this feeling inspired to do something. Uh, maybe that's like, learn like something small, you know, um, learning how to build a drawer, right. Something I'm like, okay, this week, this is what I'm doing. Feeling inspired, motivated, like ready to take this on. And then I start learning about it and not understanding and not really knowing if I have the tools, not knowing if I have the skills, not knowing like how they did this one part that they missed out, you know, if I'm watching a video and then feeling this immense doubt and grief and like, Oh no, like I can't do this. I, I, I don't have the knowledge. This just doesn't make sense in my head. How am I ever going to learn? what if I mess up and I'm wasting all this and all these doubts come flooding in. And it just, I can right now talking about, I'm like feeling this, uh, this like dread that I would feel in every single project. I am every single project. There'd be a point of just dread. (laughs) And then there's like this section of this pattern where it's like, you just push through, you just plow through, you watch another video, you do another sketch, you, you know, try again, whatever it may be. And then it's like, yes, I can do this. And then just boom, takes off from there. And it's that pattern that I've learned about myself. So now, you know, when I get into any weird situation, rather than having this like chaotic, like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. It's like, all right, you've done this so many times before. You're totally fine. You know, maybe not this haven't done, but like you've, you've been in this position many times. You're fine. You can handle whatever. So that's my biggest discovery. That's beautiful. Yeah. So you have like, you've totally eliminated the dread part of your process. And so, there's now- still dread. <laughs> yes, yes. but you've, okay. So you, <laughs> yeah. let me reword that. So you've yeah. increased your confidence to a place yeah. where even if you have the dread, you still know you're going to end up succeeding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dang, I am so lucky I have you because I've kind of bypassed most of the dread. Like there's been a little bit where I'm like, oh man, I messed this up. I don't think I can do it. Mine has been more like about the communication with my dad because we have very different build languages. He's so old school and I'm so new school and I have a photogenic memory. So what I see on the video, like I remember to a T and he doesn't want to do it like that at all. Not even a little bit. So that's my biggest struggle in this, but it just shows no matter what we go through the struggle, but that's where the growth is. That's where we learn the most. And because I had you, I'm like, okay, I know I can do it. And this is why representation is so important. I think I saw in your post, or maybe you Mm -hmm. said it in one of your videos, maybe a little girl sees this and she can do this too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love (laughs) it. Yes. Okay. So what was your biggest roadblock? Was it the dread or is there anything else? Um, I mean, yeah, I would say that I would say that like point in my process of like, I can't like really feeling like I just, this might be the time that I have to hire somebody to help, or this might be the thing that really, you know, (laughs) puts me in a not good position, but I would say that part. And then as far as 
the biggest roadblock in the build would like physically or, or were my puck lights. Oh, that was... really? Yes. Oh, it made no sense to me. It made no sense. I didn't understand a thing. I didn't understand how to wire them. I didn't even know how it worked. I knew nothing. And then there was a van build couple that I loved watching. Oh, they're kind of badass. The woman has dreads. Um, oh my gosh. They always say adventure before dementia. <laughs> I don't think I've seen them. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fun. They're fun. But um, they had in one of their videos talked about wiring their puck lights in series. And so I was like, oh, cool. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'll just wire them in series. And it turned out that that's actually not how you can wire LED puck lights. You have to do parallel. And so I had to go through this whole like unlearning process. And then I was like, I don't even know what parallel is and how this, whatever. It was just a really big, is a really big roadblock for me. It makes sense in my head now. And now it's like, oh, it's so simple. <laughs> is, is the parallel the diagram that you drew out? Yeah. Okay. Cause you made it really understandable. Yeah, because I was so like, I was like, this video has to be so broken down, so simple because I couldn't find it anywhere. I researched hours and hours and hours to figure out what that was. Man, I am feeling blessed. <laughs> I'm feeling gratitude <laughs> that I found you because you. my dad knows how to wire stuff. So I'm doing a lot in most of the build, but there are times when he is just, you know, such a huge asset in this build. Yeah. But my next thing is puck lights. So I'm, oh, I'm just about to start that. So thank you for your, and women are so thorough. That's the thing. Like we know how to explain how to do something like that is one of our assets, I guess. Awesome. Okay. One more question. What was your most proud moment? <laughs> I mean, I think it was when I, when the lights turned on, <laughs> really, I cried. I know. I remember. Yeah. That's why I was so drawn to you because I love anyone who is like super authentic. And that's the thing as women. And even with you saying like, I don't want to ask for help. You're still embodying your femininity and that, that divine feminine mm -hmm. by allowing yourself to f let those emotions flow and actually like showing people this is the reality of it. And that's being strong. That's combining yeah. our divine feminine and sacred masculine where we can be in our emotion, in a strength that doesn't yeah. feel like weakness. Cause we've been told it's a weakness all of our lives. And I think you just beautifully displayed that balance through your videos. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> ah, thank you for making them. Ooh, I'm like so stoked. I see that's where I'm almost like, I don't want to find more people because I get overwhelmed when there's too many videos. So I feel like I've kind of found three. You're my main, my main go-to. And then I have a couple other that I'll like watch what they did too, just to kind of put it all together. Yeah. I think that it's really important. And this is something that I've had to ingrain in myself. Nobody does van builds the same. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> nobody does. Even yeah. to the build details. Yeah. Before we get to our last question, there was one more thing that I really wanted to touch on because you put it in your bio profile on Instagram mm -hmm. and it says van life with, with intention. And mm -hmm. I love those words. I've never seen anybody in van life actually write that together. So I wanted to ask, what does that embody for you? I think it embodies so much of what we've talked about in a whole, like, um, but really what it means is that I want to use my lifestyle, if it's going to be seen, which it is because I'm doing social media, right? If I, if I'm going to be living this lifestyle and it's going to be seen, I want to do it with the intention to inspire, to educate and to encourage. And in the ways that we've talked about, as far as like to encourage, educate, inspire, to maybe not live that like linear life you're supposed to, to maybe think about things in a little bit of a different way. Um, to learn new skills and whatever. And, and so that's what that embodies for me and for people just to also get um, away from other people and outside to put it simply. And when I read that, my thought was also, I feel like you're really highlighting how to be, how to be in the world or how to be in nature and how to be in our home, which I consider nature, our home yeah. in a, uh, I don't want to say in a balanced way. I feel like that's so cliche. There's like a really beautiful word I want to come up with, like a symbiotic way. Yeah. 
to live intentionally in the land with the land and not over the land, right? So not like, oh, this land is ours. No, we are the land. Mm -hmm. And if we don't take care of her, we're not taking care of ourselves. And so when I read that, that was really what kind of struck my heart. And I know you've talked about it in some of your posts. And that's why you don't tag your locations. Because I often think about that too. I'm like, I don't always, I, I have a pretty positive perspective on the world, but sometimes yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, anger and hatred and destruction in the world with people who are in pain and fear and they come out and they can do some destruction in our home. Yeah. And um, I think it's important that there is a lot of education about that because sometimes people just come out and trash a place and it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. I feel like that's part of your mission. Yeah, it is for sure. For sure. And yeah, it's been pretty hard over the last few years having some of my favorite, really beautiful places that my friends and I or my brother and I have really cherished. And, you know, years ago, barely anybody knew about it. And now they have, you know, in some, in some of these places, they've introduced permits and limited the amount of people. But um, what's really sad is, is that it feels as though so many people are doing things like just for the pictures, right? Just to be like, I was here. And I know we talk about this all the time about social media and that that can be really a, a bad thing about social media and whatever. But on the flip side, you know, if you can show that you are living, like you said, living with nature and living intentionally to to feel it and to be with it and to admire it and to care for it and love it. If you can show that to thousands of people, that's a very different message than people just being like, just went to this waterfall and left all my trash where I had lunch and I'm just going to like scurry on back. And it is, you know, it's just such a different feel. And so that's, that's a big part of it. Yeah. I think that we really, especially now we really have to be ambassadors for the land because with COVID and with the travel restrictions, van life has blown up, right? Mm -hmm. Because people still want to go and they want to, you know, travel and get out. And so now everyone's going in our land (laughs) and populating it in a way that it hasn't been before. So really important to be highlighting how we take care of her and be a part of her. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And even to the most things like how to bury your poop, like just bury your damn poop. Oh my gosh. That just drives me crazy. People don't do that. You know, even those little things that, that people aren't really aware of because they don't spend time in nature. And you have all these people flocking to nature that don't know how to like leave no trace. Right. And be detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be intentional. You have to, like, there's no other choice. And, um, It's funny when I, this is like the other thing, because sometimes I'm like, we talk about burying our poop so often. I'm like, I don't want people to even know that they can go poop outside. Like, I, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't even want them to think that they can do it. They're going to do it wrong. (laughs) Is there anything else that you want to share? It's funny. As I'm looking at the video, I see your little iron hook that you're so excited about. (laughs) Okay. So let me ask for everybody out there. Um, Linnea just put in these cute little iron hooks for her, uh, hand thrown coffee mugs. Okay. You hook them on there and then you drive. Do they rattle around? Take them off when I drive. Okay. (laughs) That was my first thought. I was like, Hmm, I think they still might break. (laughs) No, no. I, I just take them out of the drawer and I hang them up to display them and make me feel all warm inside. I, I just love them. I do too. It's not a good thing to have in a van, but mm-hmm. it is like, really brings me so much joy. <laughs> that, see, and that's why it's not stupid. That's yeah. the thing. Like if we think something's more work, we might equate a negative emotion or a negative feeling to it. But yeah. no, if this is more work and it lights your soul up, it's perfect. So it's it. the most positive thing you can do. We need to get out of this immediate gratification culture, you know, where easy is happiness. Like, wait a second. No, sometimes some of the hardest work you do is the most joy that you can ever feel. That is van life. It's, yeah. it's not being comfortable. It's working a little bit harder to live your life, but man, the joy. Yeah. Yeah. And you have like this beautiful display of it constantly. So congratulations. (laughs) I'm putting up those iron hooks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. 
The last thing that we should talk about, though, that I think is really important for people listening to this is Linnea learned how to build her van completely by herself with no prior knowledge of how to do it. And she did it on a budget. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was really important to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it had to be. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And it was quite the adventure. But I, I mean, I wouldn't change it for I would do it again in a heartbeat. Literally the most creative experience of my life. Do you have like, uh, I think I saw one of your videos, you had like kind of an estimate of how much the build was. Yeah, I think it was between seven to $8,000 in the end. And that was with all of your supplies and everything? Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely, you know, if I, if I were to do a second build, I could probably cut that down <laughs> because I already have some of the tools and I wouldn't have to, you know, buy a whole ceiling and then not use it because I messed up or something like that, you know? So this is the realities of van builds. And I think it's important to talk about the realities. I actually want to start a clubhouse room that's called van build realities because I'm in it right now and it is not all rainbows and unicorns. That's for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Did you have to buy all of the tools as well? So I bought a jigsaw and a sander. Um, I really wish I would have purchased a table saw earlier because that was like, so when I went home back to Wisconsin to finish the build, my mom needed a new table saw anyway. So luckily she just like bought that for her shop and then I could use it. Um, so luckily I didn't have to buy that, but the, the main things that I did buy were the jigsaw and sander and then uh, impact drill. So yeah. Can I just say how in love I am with your mom? Yeah. You just said that my mom had to buy a new table saw for her shop. Yeah. Hello. Hi, mama. You are the shit. I'm into it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Is there anything else you want to share about this like life changing journey and experience that you've been through? You know, I, I don't think so. I think we covered so much. I, I, I guess, you know, if I were to say anything else, the thing that came up for me was like, I hope everybody learns to um, take on challenges and to do them alone, even though it sucks and it can be really hard. It's just like really uh, transformative and your soul probably will always need that type of growth. Yeah. Absolutely agreed. Thank you so much, Linnea. Let's end with our last question. So if you had a podcast, who would your dream guest be and why? So this is really hard for me. There were like five people that popped up immediately. I wanted to say like my grandpa and my dad and like ancestral Pavloans, you know, but really the one that I landed on is Chelsea Chorus. Are you familiar with her? I'm not. And I can't wait to hear. So Chelsea, I started following her a few years ago and she is a yogi and she's been practicing yoga for a really long time. She does retreats, but she is just so beautiful inside and out. She has a beautiful way of showing up for others, showing up for herself. And she's somebody that I, when I'm struggling and when I, and I've never met this girl ever, this is the beauty of social media, but I've never met this woman. I would like to, um, but when I'm struggling, I will just scroll through her feed or I'll go to her stories and I'll listen to her speak. And she is so pure and kind and and knowledgeable and wise and she's wonderful and I just like love her from afar so that's who I'd want to that's who I'd want to interview beautiful I love those people it's so important to have those people in your life like keep searching until you find those people that just make your heart sing on the worst of days yeah yeah Yeah. well I can't wait to check her out and you have just spoken the energy. So just sometimes you put the energy yeah. out and you never know how the universe is going to bring it back to you. So just yeah. saying, <laughs> um, so for this episode, I would say one of my dream guests would be Alex Honnold. Is that how you say it? Oh name? my Honnold? gosh, that's a great one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's the free solo documentary climber. I randomly saw that documentary on a plane back from Costa Rica, I think. And I was like, Oh, what it was amazing amazing, but it was amazing in so many different ways even down to the point where he did a brain scan 
to see yeah. how he processes fear. I thought that was really yeah. interesting to see those parts of the documentary as well. But um, for anyone who doesn't know, the documentary is called Free Solo, and he climbed El Capitan in Yosemite National Park, and Free Solo means no ropes. So it's a really really powerful story to watch and to understand. And I would just love to chat with him just to like feel his energy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Stepping out, taking risks, not doing what's labeled as smart or normal and just being you, like your unique self is everything that you should be, can be, could be like all of the things. So Linnea, tell everyone where they can get a hold of you because I want people to follow you. You are <laughs> such a joy, such a light. It's really fun to be in your journey. So hit us with your deets. Thank you so much. So uh, it's Linnea and Akila across almost all social media. So Instagram, YouTube, and then I, I dabble on TikTok. And so Linnea and Akila. Awesome. I know you have a Patreon page, so I wanted to give yeah. a shout out for that because you are really putting out a lot of videos and I know how much time that takes and effort. So, and you know, people that are getting all of this knowledge from you, that's what I love about Patreon is like, I saw you have a tier that's a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. A dollar a month. Like that's pretty incredible. Mine starts at $3 a month, but still $3 a month. That's half the price of a coffee. Yeah. One month, you know, so yeah. I feel like it's an affordable way to really support the creators that are making a big impact in your life. So I just wanted to highlight that. Thank you so much for sharing your home. I'm, I'm looking at your beautiful <laughs> home that you've built and created and sharing yourself, your soul, Akila, all of the energy with us today. I'm just so stoked on this time together. <laughs> I've had so much fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, this has been really great. It's been so wholesome to be on here with you and you're a great host. So thank ah, you. Thank you. <laughs> I certainly hope that we meet out there in van life someday as well. I know. Yeah. Let's just make it happen. Yeah. We'll like have our vans kiss or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a little peck to each other and, and yep. solidarity. <laughs> All right, Linnea. Oh my gosh. And Akila, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day out there in the gorgeous mm -hmm. land and the country. And <laughs> until next time, cheers. Cheers. And with that, let's normalize the struggles, celebrate the quirks, and lean into the light. From myself and Beezus the Brave. <laughs> Happy Wild Heart Revolution, friends. I, I like think about him. You're probably going to get a, a little sh show here of my PJ pants. <laughs> <laughs>